coming to you live from central Iowa, Matt Lautner. Day one of farm visits in Iowa is finished up. Just got back to my home, and my kiddos are running around having a very fun night on a very humid day in central Iowa. And uh, reached out to my old buddy, Matt Popelka of the Panhandle of Texas. Uh, Matt has been leasing the bull Comanche off of us the last two years. Is that right, Matt? Yes, sir. Done a great and, job. And, uh, I mean, we can talk about that briefly later on, but there's something way more important or just way more entertaining. Uh, Matt, your family showed a steer at a little show called Fort Worth two or three years ago. And there'd be a lot of people that are listening to this that don't know the story. And by golly, we're going to tell a fun little story tonight. And uh, every time that I've ever talked to you about it, you've been nothing but a class act. And I wouldn't expect anything different tonight. But uh, you uh, were champion exotic cross steer over how many would you say? Five, six hundred steers or how many are in the exotic division that year? Oh, I, I would say. Yeah, easy. And in class, Mr. Judge Chris Mullinex made the description that this was the toughest class or division that he had ever judged in his life. And uh, later that day, after you had won the exotics, Mr. Chris Mullinex used a pole Hereford in a Hereford to win the entire show. Uh, now, that's it's worth talking about, and we can keep this upbeat, but... Uh, it's just interesting that a judge could make the comment uh, that this is the best class or division he's ever seen in his life, but then not be able to follow through with the grand champion selection later that day. But Mr. Molnix is a Hereford breeder. He has Hereford roots. Many, many juxtapose that that might have been his reasoning for uh, going with the Herefords that year. Uh, we're not trying to recreate history we're just trying to discuss it uh if you could tell the story from maybe from start to finish just where you located the calf any jackpot shows he might have won throughout the year and then just kind of a few highlights of the week and uh climaxing with the uh grand selection at fort worth i think that would be a story that would gain a lot of attention in terms of uh just you know it, it's hard it's so hard to win champion exotic at fort worth and nobody's ever going to take that away from me. But I think the very first time that I ever talked to you about it, uh, I said it's like Dan Marino getting to the Super Bowl his very first year back in 1985. And don't ask me how I know that date, but I just, I'm a history buff, I guess. But uh, you guys made it to the Super Bowl in one of your first years going. It didn't end up working out, but everyone will always remember your champion exotic at Fort Worth that got beat out by the Herefords. So. Please tell the story as much or as little as you'd like. Um, well, it uh, it was a it was a fun run. Um, you know, it, it's a team, and and to go at them, I guess it it takes you know it, it you can't just like you know wake up one day and say hey, I want to try to win Fort Worth. Um, but um, you know, Copper always wanted to go show against Stock. Martin and Jaggerhorn and Tristan Hines and just he wanted he always like put me in there I'm not for I'm not afraid and he'd say hey, dad I, I want in there and so uh 
um, he had showed for a couple of years and, and, uh, he was 12 at the time and, and, uh, we were kind of ready to, to, uh, to try and make a run at him. And, um, I was actually up at your place, Hawkeye picking up redneck at the time we at least, uh, uh, redneck for that fall or for that breeding season. And, uh, I'd kind of been, I think I got a no guts, no glory calf from you that year, but anyway, yada, yada, um, my buddy Chris Rosa was over at uh, Luke Dorses, which Luke's an old, old uh, Kansas buddy of mine, and he said, "Hey, there's a, there's a uh, steer that can win Fort Worth over here." He said he's crazy hairy, um, he's he's interesting, and I was oh maybe around Omaha or something, and and uh, I could either go to South Dakota or or go to Kansas and see Grandma and my family and all that, and. And so I, I took a chance and, and, uh, you know, bought him sight unseen and, and, uh, went on about my business and, and the calf, you know, got delivered. And, and, uh, when he came, he was, he was hairy. I mean, hairy, crazy hairy. He was so hairy. I wasn't even sure he had a neck and, <laughs> um, uh, just abnormally hairy. I've, I've got a picture of him as a baby and his legs were, you know, blown out and as big as a scotch comb. Yeah. yeah. Any, uh, any pictures you want to forward to me after the show to uh, use as your publicity pictures to help tell the story? I think people are liking that side of it. So, yep, go ahead. Sure. Um, so anyway, we uh, um, we didn't. I, I knew he was good, and you know, we've all done it. You know, one of them real hairy ones. You kind of kind of clip him with a water hose in the wash rack. You know, if you don't, if you can't clip him or it's not time to clip him, you kind of try to hope and see what we had. And man, I. I thought he was good, but I just wasn't sure until we got him roughed out. And then I thought, oh, smacks, snaps, we got one here. And uh, um, took him out. And he, you know how them here I am's can act. He was just always a little bit scared. He'd kind of soul up and just not really show. And and uh, so the first time we went out, uh, he might have won his class, but he he didn't he he didn't uh, didn't win a jackpot. And um, but we just had to get him out, and we just had to haul him. We knew we had to haul that thing, um, you know, quite a bit to just to get him to calm down. Um, uh, I, I do remember this. He never, he never won. A, he never won a show. That the calf. He didn't even win his county. We got beat. We got beat at our county by a dang Hereford, and he was a good <laughs> Hereford. Yep. Um, but um, interesting side note. I did not know that. Yep. Yes, and that Hereford was one of the best. Like that, there was a handful of really good Herefords that year. Um, and uh, anyway, let me back up. Should I just kind of back yeah. up and tell the jackpot kind of progressive yeah. story? Just tell the story, and I promise you I can make it work chronologically uh, after I go into the edit room. Okay. Um, so we, we jackpotted him, and, and he was he was always super hairy. Um, but... Uh, man, he just, he just never was, he, he just never was 12 o'clock, but I knew that we were climbing the right direction. And I remember a buddy of mine, Stephen Besner, uh, came up to me at uh, Panhandle Parade of Breeds, which is a pretty big jackpot show for us down here. And he said, Hey, that's my dark horse right there to win Fort Worth. And he was the first person other than us that like said, Hey, that thing's pretty darn good. And, uh, it, you know, you you just remember the, the compliments or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the people that you, you know, that you value their opinions. And anyway, so, uh, we showed him and, and, uh, he was always right there, but just never, uh, never could get it across. Uh, 
we showed him at uh, South Plains Fair, which is a big uh, regional fair for us in September, and, and he was coming, man. I thought that's a hard that's a hard one to win because there is a lot of there's a lot of good families uh, out here in West Texas to go through, you know, and um, and I thought maybe we might have a chance that year with him, and and uh, it was close, but uh, got left standing, and and but I thought he, you know, I was like he just kept in the in the he would he would look his best in the ring you know it wasn't at home he'd look okay at home but he was like a race day um one that just he'd he'd get it right you know he'd just come together you know it seemed like it seemed like he'd clip up good um he he always had a good appetite and and then he responded well to you know electrolytes or you know whatever kind of show day prep you know we'd give him it seemed like it always kind of really drew that water in his muscle and just give him that pop and and uh so anyway we kind of go rocking along and that thing turned around and he got hairy i mean hairy and uh it was a it was a warm it was a warm fall and winter so i knew where we were at in the panhandle we'd have an advantage on the rest of you know the rest of the state mm-hmm. and so uh we just kept rocking along um and Matt, I'll tell you, it gives me goosebumps thinking about the story. But the reason that calf will always be special to me is because my whole team, family, we all bought in. You know, it was it was my wife walking with kids. You know, they'd walk the calves half mile or a mile, um, you know, at least two, three times a week. Um, it was, you know, Blue uh, Brumley, it, you know, he was he was helping me and, and, you know, he was busting his butt and, you know, we were, we were doing every, every decision we made was to try to win Fort Worth. It was like, okay, well, let's tie his head up a little higher because we want him to, you know, just, just hold his neck better. Um, we had, you know, a chiropractor that worked on his back because he, he liked to drop his, he liked to drop his tail head just a little bit. And so we, we had a chiropractor, uh, working on him. We had a, uh, a lady that uh, does the what is it called the magna wave, the magna wave. Uh, you know trying to loosen up his spine so you know there was there was tons of little things that we had to do as a team to come together um, you know to bring it all home and that'll as I look back that'll always be the the funnest memory is uh, we knew we had something special and we were all working for a common goal um, and you know Matt, the the hardest thing sometimes as a dad is we all if when if we're ever blessed enough to have a great one, you want to talk about it. It's it's like bragging on your kid or your grandkid. You want to tell everybody about it, but oh, yeah. the, you know you gotta you try to be you know keep keep your cards close or you know you don't want to brag to one of your buddies that you know he may have an off year or whatever you know. And so it's it's. Mm-hmm it's kind of tough sometimes having a great one. Cause you almost gotta, you can't really talk about it, but I, I just remember, sure. um, we copper one quick, one yeah. quick story that I got, uh, I'll probably pipe it in later on in the show, but, uh, I don't want to forget to tell as we, uh, tell the story. I talked to Brad Otto that was down there that year and, uh, was making his way through the barn and he was pretty jacked up. I think he had sold a red steer to Bonham and it was a high dollar one, maybe a $26,000 steer. And, 
I'm not trying to make light of the price for any other reason than than Brad was excited to see his calf after he'd gone down to Steve's and got traded around. And I'm not exactly sure which family had him, but uh, he said he saw his calf and he liked his calf. I believe that calf might end up being sixth or seventh in that class. But anyways, he said he continued around the show barn that year and uh, ran across your steer mid-dress as they were getting him ready. And he said it was like all the air went out of his own balloon. <laughs> he said when he seen that Popelka steer, it was like, all right, we're going for second, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was so, I mean, so, um, yeah, and I remember him coming over, and, and I'd never really talked to him in person. And he was like, holy smokes. Um, he, You know, and that was the fun part is, when there was people, you know, different mm -hmm. people, you know, I didn't send very many pictures out, but I'd send it to different sure. people and they'd be like, Holy smokes. But, um, you know, heck. So we, you know, down here, we have our County fairs a few weeks before Fort Worth. And so, uh, no, we, we showed him, we showed up at a tech show and he didn't even get top five. He got mm -hmm. beat by a Hereford or two in that deal. And my, my buddy, which I raz Dave Allen, um, he said he was judging it and he said he couldn't tell what kind of calf he was through all that hair. And I was like, dude, you, oh man, that thing had hair like a Highlander. And I was like, <laughs> and you know, that thing's going to look right. He's like, I know, but that thing, it, but it's just so hard for us. Cause we'll show them without show them completely, show them completely unclipped. And that's unclipped. unique, unique to the Southern market. Cause you're in that time of year. I mean, I, I, we told this story briefly the other day with some boys from Alabama, Randall Reeves and David Bridges, but you'll show them at them county and show, uh, shows before the major uh, completely hairy and uh, trying not to slough hair or whatever. And uh, Real. it's, it's just a little bit tough for to look at, especially the way you described that calf. He was probably not the most jack-necked in the world, but plenty long enough after you got him clipped, but I bet. I bet when he was hairy like a buffalo, it was a little bit tough to tell just how exotic he was up front. It, it was, and and what you don't know that that's the thing that I found, whether it's a hair calf or a slick calf, is you don't know until you you know get in there and get to digging. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, I remember uh, we took him to county and we were getting excited, and but his head it was his head looked abnormally large because it was so hairy, you know them hairy ones. The hair starts hanging over their eyes and. I mean, it was, it was nuts. And, uh, so we take him to County show and, and buddy of mine, um, they had, uh, they had some really good Herefords that year and, and, uh, they had two Herefords. The other one, they, they clipped up cause they were going to go to Houston with him and, and he looked like a million bucks and he beat us and, and, uh, um, never, you know, never thought that, you know, that, uh, you know, the Hereford deal would <laughs> always, uh, come into play like it has, but I see uh, a recurring theme here, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, and and so Rusty, and I know that it's tough there too, no doubt. I mean, it's oh, it, not but, like it's uh, totally unforeseen, but it's just the stories you, the, the couple of stories you've told to this point. I see a recurring theme with Herefords coming back at the end. Yeah, but, and uh, it's not that I'm a total hater of Herefords. I mean, I help with, um, you know, the Sandhills Hereford show, um, and have for for years and years and years and and uh anyway so rusty day and i 
were talking back and forth. I knew they had a pretty special one. He knew I had a pretty special one. And so we were texting back and forth and, and, uh, I just, I never thought that, I mean, I didn't, I, I thought we could maybe have a chance, but I never thought, you know, that it was, it was coming, but we're all friends, you know, at the end of the day, sure. um, we're all friends. And so we, I remember I was getting ready to clip him for Fort Worth and, and, uh, Luke said, Hey, you know, clip him best you can. And I'll uh, fly down to Fort Worth and and uh, help uh, get him right. Just well, so we're clear, it's uh, Luke Doris, right? Rehite, yeah. South Dakota. Yep, Luke Doris. Yep. And uh, so I called Rosa and I said, "Man, I'm I'm getting ready to break out my big shears, but I'm nervous." And he said, "Hey, I'm this is this is when you know like the stars start. This is stars starting to align at the right time." Yep. Um. So I call him and and I said, "I'm getting nervous." Um, this thing's really good. And he said, Hey, I'm at Tracy's right now. Gretzka's. Why don't you just bring him down Tracy? I'll see if I can talk him in, the, in, the, you know, roughing him out. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just take care of it. We'll figure it out. And so he called me back and said, jump him on trailer right now and let's go. So I take him down. I've got to tell you as a bull owner, I bought bulls from Tracy before. It's been a year or two since I got one, but. Whenever you're working on those bulls, getting them ready for Denver or OKC, and you know you got a Tracy Gratzka or a Shane Sturgeon coming, you just you go to sleep a little bit easier at night knowing knowing that you're gonna get that kind of presentation level on your calf. Well, and I didn't I didn't know it was it was like I didn't even have time to sleep on it. Well, I'm I, just, no, I, I'm just saying I'm just saying. Yeah. Once you did know, I'm sure you're like a big weight was lifted off your shoulders. Not because you can't get them right, just because. You oh. know they're going to be right when Tracy Gretzka gets done with them. Well, and it, um, hey, um, when you go to clipping on your calves, that that adds an extra level of shake to yep. an arm. Right. Right. And knees uh, will be a little bit shaky if you had one of that quality, and you know that you got a darn good one, and you want to optimize the the opportunity. But uh, I get it totally, and I'm sure everybody listening gets it as well. Oh yeah. So and Tracy had just. I got lucky because he had just moved to Texas and he didn't have very many fat steers to clip. Um, or I don't think he'd have done it. Um, you know, and I'd right. bought, I'd bought in a lot of calves from him and, and, uh, yada, yada. So, you know, favor was called in and, and, uh, so we go down there and, and, uh, um, we go to Tracy, you know, like Tracy doesn't get really excited or, you know, sometimes he just kind of, you know, he's, he's very, even and oh, yeah. i could see him he he, he his eyes kind of got big and he started looking around he's a he said this thing's gonna clip up good that's all he said and so, <laughs> so yes the master of understatement yes yeah yeah he, and, could, and, he, he might say the same thing about a cap that he sells for a hundred thousand <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he you know <laughs> and so he he starts um, roughing him out. And I mean, shoot, his rough out would take me four days and I couldn't even get near, you know, his first rough out would be better than me clipping on him for four days. But I mean, it was just like, holy moly. And mm -hmm. I, I still think the funnest thing about showing steers is that payday when you get to the rough them out for the first time and, and you get to see what you got. And man, I, I just remember the hardest thing for me and, you know, guys like me and you like to talk a lot. Um, the hardest thing is 
not to talk when somebody else is clipping your steer and you're scratching on him. And I just wanted to, I was so excited. I remember I was just so, I was like, oh my gosh. And Copper, did you go with me? Yeah. Yeah. We pulled Copper out of school and um, Copper was. Yeah, that's that. I mean, we've, we've talked about it in the podcast. I don't know if you've listened to any of them, but it's just like these old stories like you're telling right now, plus the, added layer of just the experience with your family i mean that's this those are the even though it didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted it these are lifetime memories that you created with this kf just in the preparation stage of them so oh it was fun it was you know in 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 all the years past i'd clipped all the calves and and the calves that i sold at my house and um i i told uh i told uh, holly i said shit uh, shoot um i said we've never taken a calf that we've showed anywhere else. I've always just clipped it. Um, this is the first time we've done it since I met her at Bill Cody's, um, you know, when I first come down to Texas 20 years ago. And so, uh, anyway, we pulled copper out of school and went down there and he's all business. He he's, he's not like me. And the fact that he can focus real uh, quick, real quick, Matt, uh, just hopping in here about your origins in Kansas, since you mentioned it. I don't know a lot about it, but I know that you and old Quint Hunskowski are real tight, right? Yep, yep. He uh, runs the Kansas Beef Expo, and uh, that is that—that's the area you're from, Manhattan, or where are you from? And yeah, I'm from I'm from uh, North Central Kansas. I grew up in between Kevin Jensen and Midcontinent Farms. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so Tracy went to went to uh, whittling on him, and and uh, um, it was just a it was just a really cool experience just to see like that that just it's amazing i mean it, it's amazing when a fat steer comes together and it looks be- even better than you thought he could and i mean you know when they're all hairy like that their butt doesn't look you know big enough and then once you start knocking hair off it just it's like you know that you add a foot of of width and i remember just i mean he was hairy and it was wide and it was Oh my gosh, it, it was just one of them deals. I remember Tracy likes to clip them with their head down a little bit. And uh, when we pulled him out of that clipping room, he just cocked off. Um, and I'll send you a picture of when he cocked off at the, um, it, it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, that that's when I was like, oh my gosh. And Matt, I, I grew up in, I grew up, you know, showing, uh, you know, my science teachers milk and shorthorns. And I never got anything but last place every time I showed um, steers. And so, uh, you know, to, to be lucky enough to um, have a calf like that, um, you know, I, I, I shed a few tears. And, um, you know, it just – but I, the reason why I always liked stock showing was because I felt like if you worked hard enough, you could, you know, help stack the odds or you know like you it, 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 your, your hard work would give you an advantage yep. and um and i saw you know a team you know our you know my in-laws my wife my kid my family my you know blue all all the people i saw all that hard work you know coming together and then you know it's just like uh it was it was just it was just so cool i mean i'll always look back and and it'd be the coolest experience show calf experience i ever had and so, uh, man, we, uh, Tracy clipped him twice and I knew, I knew it was getting real. Cause he said, uh, I, I was trying to, 
beg him to, you know, come fit on him, clip on him at Fort Worth. And he goes, Oh no, 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 I can't do this. I, I've sold a couple and, and, um, it, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't go like, I, I could tell he was like, you know, he, I could tell that he was insinuating that this one was special and I knew it, but you like mm-hmm. the affirmation when people yeah. didn't know. And, uh, so I remember, um, I remember going and being super focused. I, I, I'd, I'd taken a, I, I don't sell that many calves anymore. And, um, I wanted to focus more on, you know, trying to win a show. And, um, I just remember when we were at that show, we were, we were uh, super focused. Everybody was super focused. We were, we were kind of off back in a corner where there wasn't a lot of traffic. I didn't go around. I did not go around the barn and look at other people's calves and just kind of, you know, you're always, you know, we're all guilty of it, you know, walk by and all oh, that sure. calf's this, or, you know, you look and you're, Oh shoot, that one looks good. Or, you know, I wonder what Bono's has, yeah. or I wonder what Newman's crew, or, you know, you look around and you start, you know, the players and sure. I, I never did that. I just, we just stayed focused on what we had. And Why don't you just take two or three minutes and, uh, hand the phone back and forth to your son and just have some interaction with him about what he thought about all the, the big lights in the big stage. Uh, I mean, obviously, you two know the story better than I would. So, uh, just as long you can ask the question and then hold the speaker towards his mouth so he can answer it. But uh, just have a little bit of interaction about that week between father and son. Uh, all right, here, uh, Copper. What was uh, what was it like, um, Fort Worth with uh, Zeke? Um, it was a, an amazing experience. Um, you know, all the hard work and then we got there and we knew it was special. And then whenever I went into the show ring and I won the class, I like knew I would win the exotics the way he talked him and I kind of got emotional. Um, and whenever it just started clicking after the class and thought i had it yeah we uh one of the fort worth officials comes up to us and uh what did he say do you remember that he said whenever you win this thing i want you to come to me and i'll take uh i'll take your steer and you can uh talk to the news and they'll interview you um i hope you're ready for the questions that's all he said And- so uh, just briefly, I mean, we can spend two or three minutes on the climax of the show in a minute, but uh, just after you win the exotics, was it bang, bang, you're back in, or was there a 15 or 20-minute lag, or how does that work? I was back in, like, probably, yeah, 30 you minutes. Were in the show ring. So uh, just briefly about that 30-minute lag time, and just, just describe those 15, 20, 25 minutes in between being named champion exotic. And before you go back in, I mean, I'm not, I don't know what stories you could tell, but I'm sure there's a lot of back slapping going on, maybe some tears getting shed. But, uh, you know, I just, I think that'll, that'll lead really well into the final part of the story, I guess, if you guys just visit about that for a few minutes. Oh, I was focused. Um, I was ready and, uh, my dad was getting emotional. He did shed a few tears. He was kind of a little shaky. And uh, I was kind of locked in and ready to go back and show. And uh, 
my steer was he was getting tired it was hot in there there was one kind of big fan but it really wasn't on him and it was just he was sweating and it was getting hot but i was laughing and uh we were in there for it felt like days but it was just 30 minutes and uh just briefly about your uh, fitting team at the show. Luke Doris was down there. I did hear that. And then who else helped you put them together that day? Um, we had uh, Wes Horn uh, was helping fit. It, it all got so blurry. There was times where it would go real fast, and there was times where it would just get blurry. And I'll say this. I remember um, we were way off, and – and this was the first time we showed in the different arena. And so um, it, there was a lot of um, new that we, we didn't know exactly. You know, when we showed in the Moncrief and we did the same old routine, uh, we knew what to do. But this was a different – we were showing in a different barn. And, and so we were a long ways away. So we, we moved over three barns so that we could be closer to the, to the show arena. And I remember I hadn't seen anybody else's calves. And I remember – I. We had uh, Luke and, and Wes and, and uh, Blue Brumley, and then I was doing a front leg. Uh, Copper and I were doing a front leg. and So, uh, you know, Matt, you've been in this business a very long time, and uh, the preparation on a calf like that, I mean, I'm sure that you uh, can smoke one down as good as anybody in the world whenever you're totally loose, but whenever it's yo calf and your boy and you got this stud, were you just a little shaky pulling them front legs, like maybe back whenever you first started fitting back in the day? Yeah, it, it reminded me. I used to work for Kevin Jensen, and I'd help Randy Owens, the lead singer of uh, Alabama. And I remember the first time uh, I was fitting in front of him, um, I was at Kansas City, and I was shaking. I had the big shears, you know, the the big <laughs> sheep heads. And, and I like to do that. Just, you know, I do it for just because not very many people do it anymore and just, you know, kind of. I like sure. clipping with big shears and and bringing it back, but I remember, oh, I was I was shaking and I was nervous and <laughs> and uh, you do get you do get uh, you do get yeah. uh, you do get the shakes and I remember I jumped up I went to look outside and see him lining up and and to line up for class eleven, you know you might have to be in line thirty minutes before you even get to move over to the holding arena, and so mm-hmm. I look out and there's you know Tristan Himes. His Bonham's guys are working on his calf. They got him standing on a fitting mat. They got, uh, you know, diffs. It was, you know, Bird's calf and and uh, um, uh, Patton's. And, you know, there were there was just a whole bunch of heat right there. And I was yeah. like, you know. I, I, I mean, like, I think uh, a correlation about the Fort Worth Stock Show, for those that have never been there before, is uh, if you've been to the Iowa State Fair or individually the Iowa State Fair or the Indiana State Fair or the Illinois State Fair or the Ohio State Fair or the Wisconsin State Fair, just think about that game day intensity and then roll all those states into one and then you got Texas, baby. I mean, it's uh, it's ultra competitive and Texas is spread out from from. Uh, I mean, it's it's a wide state and it's a huge state and nobody needs to be explained that. But uh, it's just amazing the amount of money and time and preparation. And and there's just not a half a dozen or a dozen families that want to win that deal like there might be at a Midwest State Fair. I mean, there's 50 to 100 that uh, have the resources to go after it at a high level. So uh, and it was I mean, 
I mean, it was but like that was there was it was deep, um, and and it was kind of a who's who. Um, Sage Martin was she in there? Yeah. Um, I mean, we had. I mean, it was it was loaded, and uh, I remember uh, I remember going out and looking. I was like, oh shit, or uh, oh shoot, we you know we got it. We may have something here, and um, you know I, I'd got prior Adam Pryor had raised the calf, and he was. You know, he had Luke had bought him from him, and and so you know you got to give updates to breeders and and sure. you know different folks, and and you know so I remember you know texting him, um, you know in 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 the process, and and you know you you just it just as you relive it, I mean it's just you can't even I can't even paint the the story mm-hmm. of how wild it was and how it all just came together, and yeah. um, but when it when it did, it was fun, and we knew. We weren't going to, you know, at Fort Worth in a class of 70, 80, however many were in there, um, you know, getting in position is important. Sometimes you want to be, if the judge is picking, you know, from the front of the class, because he's only going to pick 15 or 20. You're not going to pick 30 or 40. So you sure. want to make sure that you're either, you know, in, you know, in, you know, there's different theories. Do you want to be first? Do you want to be in the middle? Do you want to be at the end? And, and, you know, our theory was, Hey, well, we'll keep him comfortable as long as possible. Uh, we'll go in, in the end and, you know, at the end and, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was fun in the makeup area, um, walking in there and you just see people's eyes like, Holy smokes, that thing. I mean, he was big haired, big and, and could move like a cat. That was the fun thing is, is he was super, super sound. And so, uh, in Texas, you, you know, when you go to the holding area, you only get one, you know, exhibitor and one other person. And so, I remember just giving my, my wife a big old hug and kiss. And so she, um, you know, she went out in the stands and, and, uh, we went down and in the makeup area and then you send them off, you know, you don't, you don't get to tail them in. It's not like you can follow them in the ring. You, you basically, you send them off, you tell them good luck. And, uh, we prayed, um, you know, I've always, you know, I've always been a, a guy that I'll, I'll drink a beer, but by God, uh, you're always going to know where I stand with, you know, with, with God. And so we, we like to pray with, you know, not only, you know, my boy, but the people around us. And, and so I remember praying with some kids and then it was, then it was time to go. And, and, uh, I knew Copper, uh, could show and I knew he had it and sent him on. And then I remember just, we, we didn't know how to get, we, we had never, we didn't know how to get to the stands, you know, through the stands and you're running and you want to see, you know, mm-hmm. you want to see because the biggest in Texas, the, the 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 biggest roller coaster ride is the entrance into the ring because you want that perfect look because if you want to win you got to hit them hard and when you come around that curtain you want to hit them you know hard and get pulled um i've, I've been there when you don't get pulled your heart sinks when uh-huh. uh when you come out around from that curtain uh you want that first two or three or four seconds that the judge sees you you want that 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 old uh <clears throat> You know, you want you want the the gesture that he's pulling you towards the middle right away, right? Yep. You want you want the the wave, and he took two steps, and and uh, you know we you let out a little yell, you know, nope. family yell, let out a yell, and then and then you know the oh I like that one or oh okay you know, and then everybody you know starts picking favorites, and sure. and uh, the the pressure's kind of off just getting you know just getting in the middle, and and uh, you know once we're in the middle. Um, and I'll tell you another thing too, Matt, I've been really proud of this and my wife and, and I take 
showmanship serious, but we've never tried to hang over the, the fence with copper and tell him how to show. It's more, you know, just, Hey, figure it out because at the majors, you can't really talk to the kids. Mm-hmm. You can't say, Hey, do this, do that. It's just, they got to do it. And copper has always been a, a kid that's like, Hey, I can, I got it. I'll, 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 if I don't do it right, I'll learn. And so, um, just, uh, fast forwarding gets pulled off the rail, top 15 or 20 head. And, uh, there's always that. I wasn't there that year. I have been there in the past. You know, those classes 10 and 11 are extremely deep and it gets down to nut cutting time. And, uh, there's three or four left or whatever it may be. Can you just tell the climax of the class? I mean, um, was there a long evaluation or, uh, just tell the end of it. Well, he, he walked him and, and I think he took over an hour on that class, which normally you had to be done by a certain time. So it could make the newspaper. But this year, it ended up going on. It kind of went a couple hours long, which kind of hurt us, too, um, just because it's already a marathon. And then it was hot. It had been cold all week, and it was hot at the end. Um, but anyway, um, it is. It got down to... Um, and uh, just to help tell the story, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember who was second, third, and fourth, but do you happen to remember who that who was in the contention there at the end of the class? Yeah, give me one. Holly's going to look it up. I remember Patton's were... Was the reserve cross, that's the uh, st- the gray steer from Styles. Petey Miller, is that correct? Yep, Styles Patton was... Just seen a, uh, just a personal story, just seen a full brother to that calf out at Petey's about two weeks ago, and I mean, just, yeah, just like your steer, lots of quality in that genetic line, and uh, I would say... Uh, just incredible in terms of uh, your steer on the pulse and that steer on the pulse and just phenomenal creatures. And uh, I'm sure that it was tight there at the end. And Y'all came out on top and then you're coming back out of the ring after being picked champion exotic. And I guess we've probably told the story pretty thoroughly up to this point. Now, if uh, Matt or Copper wants to tell the uh, as brief de- or as long or as brief a detail as you want on the grand drive and then possibly just a little bit of the aftermath. I mean, it is what it is. It was a tough decision for Mr. Molnix, and we're not trying to throw shade years after the fact, but uh, I'm sure that you received a lot of feedback after the show and just kind of tell a few brief stories after you tell the story of the grand drive uh, selection. Oh, um, yeah. It, uh, so, um, you know, what happens is you, you go back and you wait in a, you know, wait in a holding area, uh, to go for your division. And then you go back for your division. Uh, or yeah. So we were heavyweight division and I felt pretty good, but I knew, you know, I had a lot of friends in there, uh, with good calves, but I kind of felt like we just, we, and we were big and burly and just like we ate them. And, um, so, you know, it just is like, Oh, snaps. Um, you know, I've been waiting, you know, my whole life for this. And, you know, it wasn't about me. It was just about the experience. And, and I remember, um, you, you go in and, you know, your heavyweight division's gonna probably win the exotic because class eight would be the middleweight division. And that calf weighed like 1200 pounds. So I knew we kind of knew we were going to win the exotics or felt, you know, comfortable once we'd won the division. And then they line you back up. And you see, you know, they have the Angus, the Hereford, the Pold Hereford. And so there's a handful of breeds there. And, you know, you kind of 
you kind of see them because that all the mother cattle have been hanging out in the stalls and they can fill up and, uh, you know, get full and be fresh where we've had to been up. We were up for probably four or five hours now. Um, and so, you know, they come back in, they parade them in. And I remember sitting on, it's in the old rodeo arena there at Fort Worth. I remember sitting on the buck and shoots, uh, with blue and, um, uh, Chris started talking. I know Chris and he's friend. I went to school with his brother, Andy, and, and, uh, you know, uh, he just, he started talking and I'm, I just felt my mind wandering. And I remember talking to God and I was like, man, God, I, I've all, this has been a goal of ours, but man, I just don't think, um, you know, I mean, I'd like to see him show here again. And, uh, I remember, you know, Chris kind of going, I knew the longer he was going, I knew I was like, well, maybe. I don't know i just i got this feeling and uh when he slapped the hereford i knew that i had to keep my composure because there'd be people watching and so um ryan rathman gave rusty day the hug after right after the slap ryan gave him a hug and and i ran over to where rusty was and and i he was i mean his knees were about to buckle he was shaking and and i gave him a hug and told him congratulations and um you know just kind of people were saying oh my gosh uh, there was just a handful of dads, you know, that had calves in the drive down there. And, uh, you know, they didn't want to, some of them didn't want to say anything, you know, because, you know, it was kind of, that's, uh, it was I tough. Mean, I, I don't know what to say, but, uh, that's, yeah, that's courageous on your part to, uh, immediately go and congratulate the folks. Like, Oh, that. it gets better. <laughs> and then you know you think okay well we're gonna get reserved we get to come back that's awesome and then um i could tell um you know i just then i started having a feeling i was like oh no and uh he went after the herford which you know she was a senior holly thomas was a senior and, and had a uh, a really outstanding herford and uh I, I remember um you know just talking to god and just saying hey hold your head up and, and, um, you know, we get to come back and show and, and, uh, you know, that was, it was a, it was a fun experience. And, uh, that's a, that's a long, that's a long walk. Um, you know, when, when you want to throw something or, you know, or you got to go back and get your calf branded and then you got to hear everybody talk about it. And, you know, it was, it was tough, but it was, uh, I wouldn't trade it. Sure. That's uh that's goosebumps right now. And I hope you don't think that I'm embellishing. That's pretty cool. No, um, no, it, it was it was tough. You know, oh, and, and another thing, I have to change this and add this around. Um but uh um my dad and brother came down. They they surprised me that morning of the show and I just freaking lost it and started bawling. And uh, I just remember, you know, it was it was early. Um you know, you could hardly sleep the night before. And I remember seeing, uh, my dad and brother and I, I was just, um, you know, just a ball, uh, you know, you try to hold it all together when you're excited sometimes, but you know, sometimes it's okay to be, um, you know, be excited. And, um, I, I just remember having, uh, you know, it's like you, you have to, what we can, you can't crawl in a hole, you can't burn the place down. So you've got to make the best of it. And we're all families and, you know, we're all family. And so, you know, I, I, I just felt like the best thing to do was not, um, 
you know, just, just try to handle it the best best I could. I know it may not have been perfect, but it was uh, – I just chose the, the higher ground. You held your head high, that's for sure. Yep. And it was is- it, it was fun to do with my family and friends, and that was – at the end of the day – um, you know, it was, it was a neat, it was a neat run. You know, I got to learn a lot about, um, you know, uh, prior fam Adam and, and the prior family and, and just, you know, the, the fun part is you get to learn, you know, the, the breeders decisions yeah. and, and, you know, getting a feed, getting a feed one out of a, you know, potent cow, it, sure. you know, is, is important. And it, well, and we're all, you know, Hey, we're all human. I mean, we play an imperfect, imperfect game. Um, I was judging a show at Kansas Beef Expo and, um, you know, you know, I kind of explained it, um, to the, to the folks there, you know, I, in a class, there was a red and white calf. I like short horns. And, uh, I gave that calf an extra look because, you know, I like short horns. And so, uh, yep. you know, I just, I just kind of told everybody that, Hey, I, I get it. Uh, I get that, uh, you know, sometimes you, you'll give a extra look to a, sure. uh, you know, to a breed that you, uh, that you favor so yep nope that sounds good so uh i guess just in conclusion um i guess uh just give a little bit of background about your boys and your wife and your family and your day-to-day back home at the farm and uh maybe just a little 10 seconds or less on how comanche's been doing for you the last couple seasons yeah so uh i don't you know in closing um you know we've always had a uh, a slogan, uh, God bless kids and cows. And that's just kind of how we, um, that's how we, we roll. And, um, uh, so, you know, we like to, we like the hair deal. Um, we like working, uh, working hair and copper will heal. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll blow on one forever, uh, popping hair. And, and, um, you know, that that's, you know, as a family, uh, we spend a lot of time in the barn. Um, and you know, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And that's what I've always, I've always said about stock showing is I played, I played college football. Uh, I played high school sports. Um, my parents sat in the stands, uh, didn't get to spend much time with them. Um, here I get to be my kid's coach, yep. uh, mentor, teammate. Yep. teammate, all of it. And, uh, you know, my, my son, Copper, um, uh, my other kids, Dylan, Corbin, Kaylee, um, you know, Copper's benefited because, um, you know, we've been doing this for a long time and, uh, you know, but it's a lot of fun because he has, uh, he, he has the switch and you can't teach it. You can't teach, um, you know, passion or, or just, you know, turning it on. And so he's got a long ways to go to get where he wants to be, but it's, it's fun watching him, watching yeah. him grow. And I couldn't do it without my wife. Um, she, uh, um, she's the best thing ever happened to me. And, uh, uh, we both have a, uh, a shared passion for for kids and cows and and uh she's the um she's the rock behind uh cpr cattle and everything that uh that goes on you betcha on it so uh i appreciate you joining me this evening and uh truly a fascinating story you've told and uh definitely want to have you come back on because anybody that knows matt popelka the magic man knows that you have a lot of rev, a lot of energy, and you're a good storyteller. So uh, <laughs> while you did a great job tonight, I'd also like to come back and tell, tell, have you tell some of those wacky and wild stories sometime too. But uh, Oh, absolutely. Let me give a plug to Comanche. Um, so uh, um, we leased Comanche. Um, I, I wanted him because 
I feel like, uh, you know, we needed, we need the right, uh, uh, Red Bull. Uh, and there's just a small, there's, there's not very many good Red Bulls out there. Uh, and I thought that one, um, has sure done a really good job for us. Um, man, he, he sound, um, good looking. Um, so he worked probably the best. Yep. Uh, got my granddaughter showing, uh, my best calf and, uh, it would be out of a short horn yellow jacket cow um and man he hit a home run there i thought about leaving uh the nuts in him but man it's hard to sure i mean it it takes so much to replace that one um so we'll show him personal question that i would have for you is is what uh, range of colors have you got out of comanche i seen a a really good like dakota gold colored comanche out of a high ho silver cow in minnesota last week and then my buddy justin tibbetts had uh he only bred like six or seven straws and he got five calves that are easily going to make his fall sale. And he's got two black steers out of Comanche, one out of a three quarter semi cow and one out of a, uh, I believe it was a monopoly cow and, uh, pretty cool, but I was surprised it came out black. So I've seen yellows and whites. I've seen reds and I've seen blacks out of that, but what did you get? Yeah, I, um, uh, yeah, he, he followed the cow a lot. Uh, like I used him on some yellows and I got some reds. Mm-hmm. Um, did we get any yellows out of him? Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, we got yeah, like yeah, we got some reds, yellows, um, mm-hmm. some good short horn marked ones. Um, so you know, I felt like he might strip. Uh, you know, if you're trying to raise short horns at him, which he can and will. So you know, don't don't sleep on that. Is he can raise some short horn marked ones. He's gonna, um, you know, take a little of the roan off of him. Um, but uh, you know, adds quality. I'd say um, hair's a plus. Uh, man, I'm really pleased with the um, with the heifers uh, that I got. I feel like um, I, I used them as a cleanup bull, and it seemed like uh, um, the heifers. Uh, I, I wasn't sure, but I, I thought the heifers are really, really, really high quality. Uh, the steers. Uh, I did not have a leg swinger. I didn't. Ha- I don't think I had any. Sure. Not one structural issue. Um, so Manchie's uh, pedigree, for those who don't know, is an unstoppable out of a double bred MAB. Uh, from what I've seen, the bull's going to throw a tremendous amount of bone, and you'd expect that maybe with an unstoppable back on it, basically a triple bred club calf bull. But uh, the feet and legs are badass. I would probably take him to just a touch longer fronted cow. Breed him similar to unstoppable in terms of uh, design, but uh, darn sure functional and quality. And I mean, I don't think that. Uh, it's yet to be seen what his perfect mating is. If he's able to raise a $140,000 steer like old King Cobra, but, uh, in terms of depth and, and consistency of quality, uh, Comanche's, I mean, I sold as much Comanche in Wisconsin and Eastern Minnesota as any bull in my tank. And it was all due to, uh, the Tibbets. And then that, uh, Corey Allen's heard where, uh, people kind of got revved up on him, especially for a red. Hey, bull, if you're so. tired of rat tails, uh, you know, yeah. Comanche can solve that problem. You betcha. Yep. I appreciate your time. We're running up to 54 minutes. It's going to be one of the best stories we've told thus far in the podcast. All right. God bless kids and cows. Thanks. Thank you. Yep.